Just like stop that relationship, stop that love, and do it in halal. Halalify your relationship. But it's hard, say. yeah. It gets hard, especially with the emotions. You, you can yes. imagine when two people yes. are starting to show interest in each other, especially if they're younger too. That's why we say you should control your feeling and not allow your feelings to control you. What about if there was a relationship in the haram? Like there was mutual love, but they were dating. You know, can that be fixed? Can that be forgiven? Can mm. that be solved? All right, let's say, you know, there's mutual love. You find out she's interested, you're interested. You did a third party and you get the number of the dad. What advice do you have for the shabab specifically? See, it is not the best, you it's know. It's not ideal. Just like, salam alaikum, Ammu, how are you? I'm interested in your daughter. Okay, <laughs> who are you? All good, Hadi? Yalla, ya Rabbi, bismillah. Omar, how about you? Ready? Inshallah. How was the feedback of the first episode actually? Alhamdulillah, the feedback was uh, very well. Uh, we got a lot of good constructive criticism. Um, and a lot of people are suggesting a few things, which is good. Uh, Alhamdulillah, inshallah, we can implement it and improve the episodes as we go. I did forget one thing, Sheikh. Allah Mustaq, come on, man. <laughs> I'm always messing up, Sheikh. Allah Mustaq. Forgive you. Ameen, ameen. all of us. No, I'm going to blame the editor on this one. No, I'm just oh. kidding. Well, I love you, Hadi. No, I forgot to include the questionnaire link. So oh. last episode, I mentioned it and I forgot to talk about it and to include How's it. the process? It's a very easy process. Uh, it's actually a link that they can click in the description or in the mm -hmm. feed or, you know, wherever that it's posted on social media. And they're actually categorized and anonymous. So awesome. people can save their, you know, questions for different episodes or if they think of a question during an episode that they're watching. We already have a million questions. I know, I know, Sheikh, but, you know, a million and one never hurts, you know. <laughs> you, you never know, subhanAllah, like this is all through data that we have through our team here. But there could be questions that someone else yeah, right. might come with uh, yeah, for later yeah. in the night. Right. Sounds good. But actually, Sheikh, like there's something that's been on my mind because as you know, we've done a lot of pre-recordings before a lot of things that happen in the world and we scrapped a lot of it and here we are sitting again. Now, during, you know, essentially a genocide, Sheikh. Yeah. You know, is this even the right time to be thinking about marriage, to even try to get married? Should we be focusing on different things? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Yes, actually, as long as we are alive, we should try to seek good life. And if you need to ask somebody to answer this question perfectly, you will never find better than the people of Gaza themselves. Mm. Two days ago, last week, before last week, last month, I think all of us, you know, uh, already have seen these clips, you know, about people who are celebrating their marriage. Because at the end of the day, our enemy wants to kill us, but we wanted to live. Mm. And we wanted to start our families and establish a new generation. We wanted to build lives out of our life. It is a source of resilience, to be honest. Mm. Here we are, and we want to live, and we wanted to complete our religions, and we wanted to like, build this kind of legacy to all of us. And to be honest, that brings more responsibility on everybody, not on the people of Gaza only, and people of Gaza and all of us. May Allah give them victory, and may Allah grant them, inshallah, patience, ameen. and accept their martyrs, Allahumma ameen. That brings you know, responsibility on all of us. Whenever you approach somebody, you know, and the tool, you know, different sides, men or a woman, make sure that they stand with justice. Make sure that they support mm. the cause of Palestine, the cause of Gaza. So whenever you knock on the door of somebody, ask her, are you pre-Palestinian or something else? And ask him <laughs> at the same time, you know, do you support Gaza? Do you support Palestine? That makes a difference. You know, at the end of the day, these are our values. And yeah. we, we need to make sure that we stand with our values. We stand with mm -hmm. our causes. And with all Muslim causes, not only Palestine. Palestine may be the most important one right now, but all of them are important. And we should support this. And we should look for the partner who would support this as well and bring, you know, uh, these values into our families, into our Next generation, mm. Wallahu alam. Then that leads me to my next question, Sheikh. How do we find that second half? Easily. By the help of Allah. Barakalafiq. End of podcast. Actually, uh, <laughs> for sure, everything by the help of Allah, inshallah, and by the will of Allah. And may Allah make it easy on everybody yeah. who's planning and, and uh, trying to uh, fulfill their half religion, inshallah. Actually, there's like four scenarios, I would say, at least to the best of my knowledge. Okay. It depends about like, are they in love, which is mutual love, or one-sided love, or uh, arranged marriage, or traditional marriage, okay. or the forced marriage. They could be under one of these categories. Okay. Then we could find, you know, where to go, what to do with each of these, you know, scenarios. Yes. Okay, so let's let's break them down. Um, okay. you know, so just to how we have a better understanding of each one. So then the first one is one-sided. What is that? One-sided love, which is you love somebody or somebody is really in love towards somebody, but they don't know. One-sided love could be him. Okay, 
he is in love towards that lady, but he doesn't know how to start and what to do. First of all, is it haram to love somebody? It is halal as long as you do not act with something haram. Mm. It's just a feeling in your heart and you control that feeling. The moment that you allow this feeling to control you towards haram, it becomes haram. Okay. So, okay, let's say that he has love towards somebody. We tell him, here you go. Try to reach out to her. That would be the first maybe like scenario. Like talk to her directly? He could talk to her, but it is not recommended. But I mean, still, it's an option. That, he oh, could wow. reach out to her respectfully and talking okay. to her, you know, I'm interested in marriage. And how about you? Are you open for marriage or not yet? What should I do? If she gives him the contact of her dad, that's all what he needs. He shouldn't go beyond this. I got the contact of her father. Salam alaikum. How are you, Ammo? I'm interested in your daughter. I wanted to marry her. That works. Otherwise, he could have intermediary, which is somebody to speak on his behalf. And always we recommend somebody who is knowledgeable, somebody well-known within the community. Okay. Somebody maybe could be known to that you know, other party as well, to the lady, as we are talking about him. So he would reach somebody. You know, uh, could be a teacher, could be an imam, mm -hmm. could be a relative, could be somebody who is older and married at the same time. So there is no like uh, agendas. And if we are approaching her, it's better to have somebody who is female to talk to her. Okay. Could be Khala, could be, you know, older sister yeah. uh, from the community. And she would approach with two simple questions. The first one, are you interested in getting married? If yes, okay, are you interested in so-and-so? Okay. We could mention names then. But if she said, you know, no, I'm not interested, close the conversation. You don't have to expose that person that he has something mm. towards her because we wanted to protect him and at the same time to protect her. Protecting each other's honor. We don't want to distract yeah. her with somebody who's like, you know, uh, like in love towards her only from one side. No, that does not work. At the same time from her side, that works too. She could come and approaches him respectfully talking to him you know i'm interested in getting married to you and i need you to knock the door on my dad and uh, seek for my hand it is not recommended yeah i was about to say Sheikh, because but at the same time <laughs> you open the door haram. hold up <laughs> it is not haram as long as she is respectful and sincere why it is not recommended because sometimes people might play around with this mm. they might not be uh, really serious. genuine and serious with this and they take advantage of this so it is not recommended in this case but it's not haram at the same time oh, wow. so we tell yeah. people you know to like evaluate their situation for example khadija radiallahu anha our oh, honorable Lord. mother the wife of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know she sent him with her money to do business in bilad al-sham yeah, yeah. and she sent with him her servant maysara and whenever they come back from their, you know, travel, yeah. she would ask Maysara for a report mm -hmm. about Muhammad. Sounds how is awesome. he's, you know, uh, how is he doing within the business and at the same Sales time report. as a, as a <laughs> exactly. And he would tell her everything about him and how much he enjoys, you know, being next to him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That was before Islam. And later on, she mentions, you know, her interest in getting married to Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, to her friend. Her name Nafisa. Or mm. Nufaisa or Nafisa. I think Nafisa. And Nafisa would approach Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, tells him that Khadija is interested in getting married to you. And Khadija wasn't like, you know, uh, any ordinary uh, woman at that time. She was even beyond. She was exceptional mm -hmm. lady at that really? time. Exactly. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam liked the idea, I would say. And that maybe uh, like crossed his mind. And he went to his uncle's and talk to them, they came proposing to Khadija radiallahu anha. Mm. Look, Khadija radiallahu anha did not talk directly to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And, and she could, yeah. you know, she has, you know, conversation with him already because he works for her. You know, for her. <laughs> That's his boss. Exactly. <laughs> she employed him. Yeah. So she has a channel to talk to him, but still, you know, she approached him in different ways. Third party. With, yeah. Exactly. Third party or intermediary, as we say, middle person, just for the sake of respect for both parties. She doesn't want to get rejected. And at the same time, she doesn't want to, I would say, maybe put him in very hard situation. You know, here you go. You are working for me and you have no choice. You want to you have to marry him. No. She approached him with the, with, with the third party, which is that brings like more flexibility yeah. to the situation. So that works as well. So even the ladies, even our sisters could approach directly 
but not recommended because not everybody is Sahabi, not everybody is a prophet, <laughs> sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? Some people are trying to play games, it, exactly. to mess with the emotions, exactly. they're not sincere. That's, so it could lead a lot of loopholes. That's really evident, you know, in our community, unfortunately. But they could use, you know, the other route, which is having a third party to speak on their behalf and to find out if that husband, of, of the potential husband, let me say, yeah, if this guy sense. is interested in getting married, if yes, interested in getting married to her, she shouldn't expose herself, you know, at the first place, you know, with the first question, yeah, this lady is interested in you, how about you? That does not work. It's better to save both of them, you know, from any, like, results of rejection. Wallahu alam. Yeah, this is all making sense. And the next one probably is self-explanatory, but you talked about mutual love. Yes. Just want to elaborate a little yes. bit more. Actually, that's even more easier, you know. They fall in love. And in Islam, we do not say they fall in love. We always use the term of they rise in love. Allahu Akbar. Because the love that does not guide you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not a true love. Sadaq. So there is no falling right here. You know, the love should guide you to next level, to be higher, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially when it comes to marriage. So they love each other and they have that feeling. As long as they do not act with haram, you know, we might talk a little bit about those yeah, people who are, 100%. you know, crossing the limits yeah. and even involving in haram. But we are talking about people, they just like have the interest in each mm -hmm. other. They rise in love. What to do? The gift of the Prophet وسلم, is there for them. The Prophet said in the authentic hadith that لم نرى مثل النكاح أو مثل النكاح. There is nothing for the lovers or those who love one another but to get married. So go and get married. You love each other? Celebrated in halal. Go and get married and be serious and be responsible. Don't allow yourself to go beyond the allowed limitation. So just like stop that relationship, stop that love, and do it in halal. Halalify your relationship. But it's hard, say. Sheikh. It gets hard, especially with the emotions. You, you can yes. imagine when two people yes. are starting to show interest in each other, especially if they're younger too. Yeah. You know, sometimes the parents might delay things or they are just not ready. And so you get caught up in feelings and emotions. You have exactly. to be really careful. That's why we say you should control your feeling and not allow your feelings to control you. Mm. And you should stop that and the spot. Okay, we love each other. Wallahi, if you love each other truly, you should get married. Mm. If you are serious in this relationship, get married. But unfortunately, in many cases, I don't want to say all of them. Yeah. In many cases, people would be really, you know, in love and enjoy their chilling, their hanging out, their relationship. And sometimes even beyond, you know, the limitation, the Islamic restrictions. And, you know, when it comes to the serious relationship, they are not interested. Mm. They just wanted to play around. And that does not work with Islam. There is no dating in Islam, mm. except in two ways. How, you know what? them. The date, the tamar, oh. it's halal. <laughs> and the other part is dating, which is following the Hijri calendar. That's the only dating that allowed in Islam. There's no other dating, you know, the halal dating. Wallahu alam. Yes. Allahu <laughs> Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> okay. Then you, you mentioned another two. Those are a little bit more sensitive, I guess, because yeah. you mentioned arranged and forced. I see. Is there a difference between the two? And is, are they acceptable? Yes. There is big difference actually because arranged marriage that does not mean it is forced. Arranged marriage first, let us talk about it a little bit and identify what is arranged marriage. Arranged marriage when parents themselves look for their kids, you know, even if we are talking about him or her. So parents will get the description or the qualifications of the potential husband or the potential wife and try to look around to find or to match, you know, oh, okay. between their kids and somebody else. They just want to get married, but they exactly. don't know to who. Sometimes in some cultures, there's some people who work, who work with this job. So you reach out to them and they would tell you, here we go, we have Ketawag, you know, and you could match yourself with somebody or we could look for somebody, you know. Nowadays we have websites, we have some apps. I'm not saying that it is haram, it is wrong. It depends, case by case. Okay. I don't want to judge anyone, but I mean arranged marriage, as long as they follow the Islamic restrictions and they follow the Islamic directions and they are serious enough to start, to establish this halal relationship, there's no problem at all. Mm -hmm. How about from your parents? Sometimes maybe you are busy, sometimes you work a lot, sometimes you go like all over the place and you do not have the time to look for somebody. Or maybe yeah. you are in an environment which is not halal, uh, not pure, and you don't want it to marry among those yeah. people. Or if you just don't know anybody. Jeff. Sometimes. Yeah. So you reach out to your mom, to your dad, 
here I am. I'm looking for somebody who is hijabi, who is religious, who is educated, who is such and such. I need her tall. I need her short. I need her with this kind of description. And your mom would be looking for you. Sometimes from the same family, sometimes out of the family, sometimes out of the culture. You know, that works. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that does not mean that you are forced to say, yes, I want to marry her. The Prophet mm. already taught us, according to that hadith, that unzur ilayha, look at her. That might bring love between both of you. Mm. So, okay, your mom recommended her to you. That does not mean to say, yeah, here we go. Let us get married. No. Sit with her, talk to her, and make sure that you find chemistry between each other. Mm. Make sure that you are compatible to each other. So we can check each other out. Exactly, exactly, definitely. That's, you know, when we say that there's big difference between the arranged marriage and the forced marriage, because mm. at the end of the day, the last word is yours. The last word is for, for him and, and for her as well. Okay, for her. Her mom finds, you know, a uh, potential husband for her. And he comes and approaches her and talks to her. But she, she doesn't like him. She could say no. Mm. She could reject him easily. Yeah. No problem at all. But at the same time, you know, arranged marriage might be found in some cultures more than other cultures. Okay. It is halal as long as they follow the Islamic restrictions. Both it is mean. halal as long as there is no, like, uh, forcing or uh, compulsion, I would say, that's fine totally. Wallahu alam. Sometimes might be the best. Sometimes might be the best, you know, way. Especially, you know, with closed communities, uh, which is the uh, shabab or the guys, they do not have any, like, channel to meet somebody or to see somebody. So who's going to be looking for them except their moms, except somebody that they, you know, trust, reliable to find, you know, matching. For the forced, for the forced marriage, it is not acceptable in Islam. Yeah, like you yeah. know, you cannot Makes force sense. the husband. You cannot force him. Why? Because he does not need even a guardian, you know, to get married. He could go and get married. It is not recommended for sure to marry, you know, without informing informing your family, without you know celebrating this achievement yeah. with them. At the end of the day, they are your family, and mm -hmm. you know, out of respect. They sacrifice a lot for you to be in this position and to start your own family. And now you go and get married by yourself. Just came to my mind, subhanAllah. Let's say that somebody approached a lady by okay. himself and proposed to her family and they already accepted him and he already got married to her. Okay. okay. One day they might bring it against him that wow. you came alone. Your family did not support you. Here you go. And oh. they might bully him as well with this. Wow. You don't want it to be in that position, right? Because at the end of the day, who would support you if you got bullied by her family? And that might be the case. And you let go of your family for her. Yes. You need to make sure that you do not, you know, pick anybody over your family. And for her as well, don't pick anybody over your family. Family is first, as they say. You know, after you get married, your husband, your wife would be second. So they would be like in the second level, not over your family. Your family is number one because, you know, without your parents, you are not alive. So you need to make to make sure that you respect this. Your parents are the reason that you are alive. So back to the forced you know, marriage, it is unacceptable in Islam. And at the same time, the husband does not need the uh, green light from the guardian. The potential wife needs the green light from the uh, guardian. And at the same time, we already mentioned in the first episode, it is a responsibility mm -hmm. from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they need to utilize it in halal way and in good way, but not with forcing them. A lady approached the Prophet ﷺ complaining that her dad uh, forced her to marry somebody. And the Prophet ﷺ did not allow this you know, to, to happen. The Prophet ﷺ rejected this. So at, this, at the end, if a lady is forced to get married, she has the right to invalid or to make this you know, uh, marriage invalid valid. or to make it valid on her word. Mm. We should follow her word. Okay, here we go. My dad forced me. But I'm fine. I'm okay. But I just wanted to say that he forced me. She has the right. I and see. she has the right even to make it invalid. I don't want to marry to this person. I don't like him. I was forced. Islamically, she has the right to do so. SubhanAllah. Well, SubhanAllah, Sheikh. It's just so interesting uh, to get so much clarity on a lot of these topics. Now, a few questions that arise from, from, from these types of love. And if we go back a little bit when we were talking about like the arranged love, their mm -hmm. one-sided love, and we were talking about looking at the individual and checking mm -hmm. out each other, uh, a common question then comes is sharing pictures with each other. Like, is that permissible? Like, say, you know, I want to get married or my friend wants to get married. There's a sister that wants to get married, right? But they don't know anybody. So this is the example of the arranged love, right? I so see. they want to tell people about this individual, 
but they want to know how they look like because we have that right. We can look at each other. So is, is it fine to exchange that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. As long as, the, you know, they are sharing appropriate, you know, pictures, you know, with their hijabs, if they are hijabi and uh, without uh, exposing themselves, you know, with haram things in these pictures, I think that might work. But trust me, that's old school nowadays. It is an old school. All we need now, what is your Facebook profile? What is your <laughs> Instagram? What is yes. your Snapchat you know? or TikTok? Yeah. Even sometimes wow. that might give you actually a summary about their life. You about know? The individual, who they follow, what they post. That might be the case. Sometimes when you see their, you know, social media's accounts, oh, she's not the one. She's not, <laughs> uh, or maybe she's, mashallah, doing a great job and she's doing a lot of da'wah there and she's utilizing the uh, social media for, for good, good things. Yeah. So that might attract you more to her. So you never know. But I mean, again, you asked about pictures. It is okay as long as the pictures, you know, uh, follow the, the uh, like Islamic restrictions okay. and sharing the pictures. Because at the end of the day, as we say, they are ajanib. Mm. He is ajnabi, which is a stranger to her. And she is a stranger for him as well. And, you know, the same way that she walks in the, uh, on the street, she could share her picture with him in this way. Or... Instead of sharing pictures, we could say that this lady is working in this school. So you may go and pretend that you wanted to register <laughs> your brother. Don't say, you know, to register your kids because oh. you will look like Khetiyar, <laughs> man. Right? I'm interested to register my brothers, actually, the younger brother. Good game, bad cards. Right? <laughs> I mean, pretend just like to see her, to see how she acts, how she talks, you know, to see if you are attracted to her or no. Or maybe... For her, yeah, he works in this, you know, place. He goes to this masjid. He attends this kind of events. So she might go there to see him. And it's closer to the sunnah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, the the told him, go and look. Exactly. <laughs> the Sahabiyat and the Sahaba used to be like stumble, you know, <laughs> over each other. Over each other and the street, you know. And there's no harm as long as we are respectful. Uh, as course. long as we uh, do not basically break the ice. We need the ice. Mm. We need the ice in that phase. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even if you are in Chicago, that's fine. We need the ice in that phase because we are still approaching to knock the door. Mm -hmm. We did not knock the door yet. Wallahu alam. No, Sheikh. And actually, you know, before we move on, another question just came to mind. What about if there was a relationship in the haram? Like there was mutual love, but they were dating. You know, and Islamically, there's no dating, and there was, you know, whatever the case may be, and it was hidden. What is the steps, you know, can that be fixed? Can that be forgiven? Can mm. that be solved? So you mean they are interested to make, you know, their love halal or yeah. they wanted to approach each so other like in they're, marriage? They're, they're, they're boyfriend okay. girlfriend for years, but they want to change. They don't want to do this anymore in the haram. That's, that's great, actually. That's the best way, actually, to resolve this problem. First of all, dating is a major sin, especially if we are talking about real intercourse real relationship mm. it's not just like hanging out talking to each other texting Different you know levels of sin, yeah exactly it is a major sin zina adultery is a major sin okay 100% and if they are there and now they wanted to fix this relationship to make it halal to halalify mm. their relationship okay we tell them take a break you know you need to stop this relationship and the spot and okay. the spot for her she needs to be like waiting in a period of time just to make sure that there is no like pregnancy. Okay. And at the same time, if she has done it with somebody, she might already like uh, been doing it with somebody else. Yeah. We need to make sure that she's, she's purified from any pregnancy from this person or from another people. If there is any potential, you know, haram relationships at the same time, we don't know okay. if somebody is interested in haram relationship at once, they might be like well, doing it yeah. more than more than that. We are not trying to judge anybody right here but just like to give you the ruling so basically it is a great it's better always to fix this and to resolve this haram relationship and to make it halal you know amazingly abdullah ibn abbas may allah be pleased with him and his dad used to Ameen. mention an example about you know similar situation okay let's say that there's somebody who steals a grapes okay. from a market or from a farm whatever and after he got caught he comes and says, you know, I'm interested to buy its price. I'm interested to buy it. Mm -hmm. Would you tell him, no, haram to buy it? No, he could Definitely buy it. no. Yeah, go ahead. If you are interested to buy it, buy it, put the price the and move on. even better. Exactly. That's the point. So they already got involved in haram relationship. And now they wanted to make it halal. We tell them, no, it's haram. 
They already were involved in haram. <laughs> so it does not make any sense to tell them no haram to get married. No, but no forcing. At the same time, they have to check themselves. You know, are they ready for the marriage? Are they checking the boxes of each other? The boxes of each other? Are they, you know, compatible mm -hmm. to each other? Because if they do not, if their life is going to be miserable, no. Stop the haram relationship and you don't have to get married. But if you are interested to keep this relationship, you need to make it in halal. So stop, you know, have this period of time to make sure that there is no pregnancy and approach each other in halal way, in nice way with, you know, uh, honoring the lady, honoring her family without mentioning and exposing yourself to anybody. You know, anyone who was involved in haram, they shouldn't expose themselves to anybody. Mm. Expose yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who does not judge, the one who forgives, the one who does not uncover you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who covers you when you mm. did the haram. Do you think that he would uncover you when you try to do the halal? You know, subhanAllah, I mention this all the time to my you know, dear uh, shabab and the brothers and sisters. Look, for those who are approaching each other in haram, they always you know, sneak out and they are afraid somebody would see them, somebody might, you know, uh, like... Uh, Discover them, take a picture. Exactly. Uh, you know, expose them. Expose them, whatever. But when it comes to marriage, look, they expose themselves. Here we go. We just <laughs> married. On the street, yeah. And they come and they do wedding and parties and people will be like thrown and the ceiling like you are your wedding. Look how much we are happy for you because you are approaching here in halal. We do not celebrate you alone. We do not celebrate her alone. We celebrate the process itself. We celebrate the wedding in halal. We celebrate the halal relationship. It has a sweetness to it, Shaykh. Oh my God. There is no comparison right here. When you're doing it in haram, even your mood is gonna be miserable. Gloomy, miserable. You're always on you edge. You would be depressed. Yeah. You would be depressed whenever you approach her in haram. But whenever you approach her in halal, you get rewarded. <laughs> you know, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned this, you know, to the Sahaba, which is when you like act with full relationship with your wife, which is when you practice the, the uh, intercourse, mm -hmm. when you sleep together, you get rewarded. So the Sahaba got, you know, wait, hold up, oh, oh, wait a second, wait a second. Seriously? We enjoy our time, we fulfill our desires, and we get rewarded? The Prophet ﷺ asked them a simple question How about if he does it in haram? Mm. Would he oh, be yeah. sinful? 100%. Yes, he would be sinful. Okay, so if he would do it in halal, it would be awarded as well. As simple as it is. How beautiful is our faith? So do it in halal instead of doing it in haram. And if somebody involves already in haram relationship, stop it on the spot. And be serious, mm -hmm. be reliable, and fix the, this relationship and do it in halal. Wallahu alam. It would be more sweet. Allahu alam. It would be more enjoyable. No, wallahi, wallahi it is, Sheikh. Wallahi yeah. it is. I actually yeah. tell a lot of the shabab, especially like the high schoolers, I tell them like, when, when I got married, alhamdulillah, I finally understood the concept of when you work so hard for something by preserving yourself and waiting, and then you actually, you know, attain that fruit when you bite into it. It's yeah. that comparison of Jannah. We struggle and yeah. strive in this yeah. dunya, and inshallah ta'ala, we enter Jannah. Definitely. You get like that small taste of it, yeah. subhanAllah, yeah. with marriage. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Now then, Sheikh, you know, this is actually kind of like, you know, off the records bonus then all right let's say you know there's mutual love you find out she's interested you're interested you did a third party and you get the number of the dad this is just a bonus one what advice do you have for the shabab specifically when they have that number ready to call the dad or the guardian whoever what's the best approach mm. uh, it's a nice question actually all your questions mashallah are nice <laughs> <laughs> they're not so, all mine again <laughs> awesome for the one who already asked that you know we thank them you know yeah. on the camera <laughs> i mean it is a nice question, actually, you know, and we already laughed about it, you know, big time. I mean, it is not working, I would say. It is not the best, you it's know. Not ideal. Just like, Salam alaikum, how are you? I'm interested in your daughter. Okay, who are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, because you need to make sure that you know the dad first and at least give him a hint. That does not work like this. And, you know, to be honest, something really serious like marriage shouldn't be discussed over the phone. Mm. You could do something like this. If you don't want it to involve your parents, if you don't want it to involve your dad first, because they might be rejected with you, mm -hmm. and you don't want it to put them really in hard situation. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Let us do it formally, perfectly, and with all respect. Send a message, a text message. Salam alaikum, Ammu, how are you? This is so and so. I wanted to talk to you, you know, whenever is good time for you. Convenient for you, yeah. And your convenience, whatever. In uh, something like uh, important for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. 
at least you represent yourself, your name. He might be already like knowing you or something like that or seeing you at the masjid or around. It's better always, you know, before you approach somebody that you show up in, in front of them yeah. somehow, yeah, at least like break the ice yeah. a little bit, at least like make sure that they know you or you know them at least. Okay, after this text message, he might reply to you, okay, you are welcome. Then you call him. Assalamu alaikum, Ammu, how are you? I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, something I really uh, like thinking about. Mm -hmm. I'm really uh, looking, you know, to start my journey as a, Ooh, a you know, potential husband, something yeah. like that. And to be honest, you know, what I'm looking for is with you. So I wanted to be like sitting with you somehow. Would you Lunch, like to, dinner. exactly, oh, yeah, yeah. to meet, you know, somewhere in restaurant, in a coffee shop, whatever. And you pick a place and you pick a time and then you go. If he's open and if you know that person, you know, ahead of time that he might be open for this, for, for such things, that might be the best scenario. So whenever you sit down with each other, you tell him, here you go, Ammo. I'm interested in your daughter. I know her from school. I know her from the masjid, whatever. I'm about to graduate. I have a job. I'm stable. My family is supporting me, but I wanted to get the green light from you before my dad approaches you. So still, you do not propose. You are just getting the green light from the dad, from the guardian, to move forward. Then You're setting yourself up for a, exactly that might be you know. ideal, you know, yeah. uh, situation. That might be ideal scenario, but sometimes it does not work like this. Sometimes you know the dad. He might be from the culture, let's say our culture, Arab culture. He might be Palestinian. He might be Jordanian or Syrian, whatever. And he's from Blad, not from here. He's not, you know, born and raised in the U.S. So those people will appreciate the family coming together or yeah. the mom speaking first oh yeah, yeah. or the mom speaking yeah. first which is the mom will speak to the mom here we go we know your daughter we have seen her in this wedding and this event whatever and uh, we wanted to see if she's open for uh, getting married okay for who my son just graduated and he got such and such and she would speak up highly 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 all the moms <laughs> would speak highly about their you know kids right he would be the best person ever and the best husband ever right you know, I know they exaggerate sometimes, but it's okay. That's it's okay. That's fine. You know, I'm not saying that they lie. They lie for a good reason. Anyway, <laughs> they want their kids to get married. I mean, she would speak on behalf of her yeah. husband and on behalf of her, you know, son. And then whenever they meet, whenever they sit, they could involve the parents, you know, or the dads, let's say the guardians uh, later on. And that might be as well another, you know, scenario, but all of them, you know, towards the same like uh, point to the same goal, which is we need to propose to that lady. Mm -hmm. So that, according to your question, that might be basically kind of scenarios, kind of helping, you know, uh, hence yeah. tips to and, our Shabab. Okay, then, Sheikh, before we even get to the whole idea of proposing then, say we pass these barriers. However method we chose to talk to the father, the guardian, we're there, right? We're on our way or we're there itself. How can I get to know the girl? Do I ask mm. to sit alone? Can we sit alone? Uh, what are some things I should or shouldn't do, you know, on my first visit? These are, you know, common questions the Shabab and Sabah have. I'd love your insights. Just to be more specific, we are talking about pre the first phase, which is before the engagement, right? Yeah, yeah. this is like the first visit for the individual. Like this is the first time that potentially we're seeing each other. Okay. For the first visit, always recommending, you know, to sit with her dad, you know, and she is there as well. Maybe her mom, maybe her uh, brother. But I mean, definitely not by yourself alone without anybody else. You know, you could sit in the living room maybe, and they are in the other, you know, corner in the living room, or maybe there is like a younger spire sitting next to you. <laughs> but yes, definitely not alone without closing the door on each other. Can you make the, I guess, point of as long as they could either hear or see or both? Is that a fair um, it could be make? it could be both or at least one of them you know to make sure that you are there you are not crossing the limits yeah, in, yeah. in your conversation okay. and you're talking at sense. the end of the day you need to control your emotions it is not allowed for you with that early phase in this relationship to start talking my love my sweet my babe my baby <laughs> Real you know, oh, that's you know you shouldn't be a sweet talker you know that early yeah save it until you do the kitab even not in the engagement save it until the kitab <laughs> would sound better and it would like taste better as well you know not bitter better Ooh, you know? I like that one, <laughs> anyway so bottom line to not cross the limits you might ask, okay, how about if you go to a coffee shop? How about if you go to a restaurant? Yeah. You could do so as long as you have somebody from the family, from her side mostly. Mm. It doesn't have to be from your side. Let's say that you go to a restaurant and you sit on a table with her and maybe your mom and her mom and another <laughs> table. 
you'll keep silent the whole <laughs> setting, right? Not a word. <laughs> but I mean, you could you could do so if you go with somebody. But going alone that early without you know, like uh, somebody who's adult, some not because you need an adult, you need a chaperone. No, I mean because <laughs> you need to make sure that you are really sensitive with your talking. You could talk about the weather. You could talk about school. You could talk about you know your dreams. Ambitions. Uh, you could yeah, talk goals. about your passions and such things but i mean for sure not talking about love not talking about you know yeah. attracting her here you go how do i look you know oh you look <laughs> handsome you look nice that's way too much you know too early for keep for that this. within because we could look exactly. but keep that within exactly not... exactly you need to make sure that you are more logical not emotional with these Ooh, settings that's perfect way to describe more it. logical because you know you need to make sure that you answer the questions that comes to your mind not to your heart Allah, Sheikh. Yes. You're a, you're a smooth talker, Sheikh. <laughs> I'm trying my best. You know. In a good way. I learned from way. You. No, but Sheikh, now, what are some things that we like must and shouldn't do on the first visit? Like, like we should definitely ask or do one, two, three, and we should definitely avoid one, two, three. Do you have any advice for that? You shouldn't come and, you know, show her that you are in rush. Here we go. Uh, actually, I like you. I wanted to like do kitab tomorrow and I wanted to get married next week. That does <laughs> not work, quick, man. First of all, let us talk about the things that you might, you know, mention. Mm -hmm. First of all, you have to be generic, be okay. simple. It's all about like building that relationship with the family, first of all, not with the girl. Because we want to, you know, the two families to get to know each other. Yeah. And at the same time, when you approach the lady, make sure that you talk about like random things. And at the same time, very generic. Talk about her education, her career, if she works. Uh, maybe talk about like her family, her siblings, her Ambitions, dad. Goal. Uh, some, something, you know, okay. really like I'd say vague and general. Yeah. You don't have to be really specific, specific. With, with things. And at the same time, don't be pushy. Don't be pushy, you know, just keep asking her as, you know, she is basically the one who needs to answer the questions that, you know, coming from you. How about if she has questions? How about if she has questions? Mm. You should be ready as well to answer her questions. It is not all about you as a husband. Mm. It's about you and her. This relationship yeah. basically means both of you. And she might ask and you should be open to answer. And at the same time, you ask and she should be open to answer. For example, things that should be really avoided when it comes to the first setting. It is so crazy for somebody that, okay, here we go. I like you and I'm interested, you know, to do my engagement tomorrow and do my kitab after tomorrow and get married in one week. Come on, give yourself <laughs> enough time and give her <laughs> enough time as well. Do your homework asking about her and give her enough time to do her homework as well asking yeah, about yeah. you. You don't have to be in rush. You know, we are talking about lifetime relationship, not two months, not two years, lifetime. Mm. So you need to be like more cautious, I would say, and more mindful. The best word is to be more mindful mm. about that relationship in that setting. You know, don't be in rush. Give her enough time. Even if you are in rush, don't utter it. Don't tell her, here you go, I'm in rush. And you have to make sure that you prepare yourself for this. No, no. Even if you are, let it be, you know, from mom's side, <laughs> not from you. That's maybe one of the things that should be really avoided. And one of the things that really should be avoided, even if you believe with it, even if you are interested with it, but it might be crazy for some people. Like when you come to her and tell her, you know, I just want to let you know, I wanted to have 10 kids. Oh, oh Allah, what, oh, wait a second. You know, do I look like a machine? <laughs> you know, take it easy. It is too early to open kind of conversation because, you know, the conversation of kids already involved with emotions, involved mm, with closer okay. relationship. And it is really bad to start talking about these things that early. We are talking about the first visit or too early in that pre, you know, first phase of engagement. So that should be discussed, you know, uh, like uh, with the person and his family as well. I would say maybe anyone would go for the first visit, he should prepare himself with very generic questions mm. without being detailed. It's all about breaking the ice between the two families and trying to approach that lady to find out more information about her, to see her within her family, within her house. Yeah, yeah. How her house, you know, look like uh, looks like. Uh, is it clean? Is it prepared? Is it you know uh, tied tied up? Right, as they say. Up. Tied up. They yeah. they use this word. Yeah, like tied tied up. Up. Yeah, yeah, tied up. Tied yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially our Hajjat, you know, Khaltos, you know, oh, man, right it. now, <laughs> they are, you know, open eyes for such things. Yeah, she walks like this. She uh, acts like this. She, I mean, you go with somebody who is really, you know, uh, yeah. professional with these things. <laughs> but at the same time, don't have somebody who would break 
that relationship before it even starts, you know, like by their uh, comments sometimes. Yeah. You need to make sure that you have the right person with you, your mom, your dad, uh, your sisters, maybe sometimes, sometimes they might be, you know, a good option. Sometimes might not be a good option. So at the end of the day, you know, especially for the first visit and the following visits, we need to do our homework, talk yeah. to people that are yeah, married, exactly. hear their advice, what they did. Okay, then, Sheikh, let's get a little bit more detailed then. You know, there's a, you know, a lot of hot questions. You know, there's two specific ones on my mind that I want to bring up. It's one, say we get further in the meetings. This is our second visit or third visit. You know, does the other individual or whichever, the guy or the girl, have to mention like sicknesses or ail- ailments that they have or mm-hmm. medicines that they take? Yes, actually, these things are very important and should be mentioned as early as possible. Mm. You know, in the first visit and the second, whatever, but I mean as early as they could. Why? Because at the end of the day, these things will be uh, affecting this relationship later on. And they need to make sure that they are on the same page and they agree with this. For example, if she has sickness, if she has like mental issue and she needs a pill, you know, to like, uh, like I would say maybe uh, what's called you know, to work or to deal with people or to function. Yes, exact to function. She needs that pill. She needs to mention this herself or maybe her mom, maybe her dad to mention this to the dad of the potential husband. But somebody should mention. And at the same time, he might have a problem. He might have, you know, that kind of sickness that does not allow him to have kids. Mm. And he should mention this early, you know, at the beginning to her dad, to her mom. So they know it's not going to be like easy you know, the way that they think it might be with surgeries, with different routes, but not the process that people, or if he has a problem, you know, in this at all, you know, he should mention it. Any type of sickness, any type of illness that might affect the relationship, the relationship should be mentioned early. Okay. Maybe if it's not in the first visit in the second, but for sure, before they go in depth in that relationship and do engage officially with people, involving people and celebrate with them, this kind of relationships. Even if you're like yeah. afraid that if it doesn't work out, they might tell other people, they might share your information around. You know, if, you- if there's any kind of sickness, any kind of illness, and you are uh, really, uh, I would say, maybe embarrassing of, you shouldn't share it with anybody. But when it comes to marriage, you shouldn't deceive others as well. Mm. And what is more harmful, that people get to know about your illness and sickness, which is caused by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or to deceive somebody which is causing by you. Wow. Right? You know, accept the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and respect it. And no matter if people know about this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make you please. Allahu because Allah. you do not deceive somebody because of the sickness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because of the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, you have to be sincere. We are talking about marriage. It is an act of worship. We are fulfilling our half religion. Mm-hmm. So let us fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as well fear Allah and those people. Fear Allah and our partners and tell them everything might affect their relationship with us and their expectations towards us in the future. So yes, definitely sickness, illness should be mentioned as early as they can. Okay, then, Sheikh, what about virginity? You know, this is something Mm. that's commonly asked and people, some reason they're so worried about or caught up with, you know, is this something that's uh, permissible to ask the other individual? It is not permissible, actually, to ask, you know, an individual, especially sometimes, or I would say most of the time comes with the hint of that they did something wrong in their life. Although, you know, losing virginity, it is not always with kind of haram relationship or sexual relationship. Yeah, people could be married before. By by any, sometimes by an accident, by, you know, medical issue, surgery, whatever. So it could be lost in these, you know, uh, ways, in these scenarios. And you should be respectful enough and reliable enough not to ask about things that might ha- might have you know multiple options, or have multiple answers. Okay, uh, are you virgin? What kind of questions that you know to ask somebody? Again, we already covered you know the idea of we need to make sure that we approach the one who is religious, the one who is good character. If we are approaching the right person, we shouldn't have such you know thoughts. thoughts in our mind, right? We should be respectful to ourselves first and to others. How about if she asks that question, are you virgin? There's no proof if you have done something in your past. That's true. Maybe she did, but you, you have no evidence. You might lie. No, actually, no, I didn't know. But he might, he might be already involved in haram relationship once, twice, thrice, Allah knows. But for her, she would be caught because of that. 
because of the uh, virginity. But for you, who would tell except if you say? So if it comes to virginity, you know, out of haram relationship, we shouldn't expose ourselves. Again, we already mentioned this. We shouldn't mm. expose ourselves to anybody, to anybody at all, at all, no matter what. Expose yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who already knows you. And that would bring tranquility and peace into your mind. Especially if we are talking about people who are already sincere and who already purified, who already repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yes, they made tawbah and they stopped that haram. It might be, you know, in somehow, in some point in their life, but they stopped it. You know, they do not yeah. do it again. You know, they got their lesson and they are really interested to build halal relationship and sincere relationship. Why we block them with this question, are you virgin? Okay, if she's not, you will turn your face and go away. Let's say, la qadr Allah, God forbid, that she is not virgin and she approached you and tells you that I had such and such before in my high school or in one phase of my life. She shouldn't. But if she did approach you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Are you interested to move forward with this lady in this relationship and be reliable and taking her hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make her closer? Or would you be more interested to somebody did the same, but at the same time she did the surgery to rebuild her virginity? Wow. What do you prefer? I prefer to go with the person who Honestly. is really open and Inferity. honest. Exactly. Because, okay, I have done such and such. She shouldn't. She shouldn't mention anything. She shouldn't expose herself to him no matter what. But let's say, you know, for the sake of like studying, for Study. the sake of conversation, if she, she shouldn't, I'm telling, you know, my brothers and sisters, you shouldn't expose yourself no matter what. Sheikh, I feel guilty. I feel such and such. Turn back to Allah. Turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seek forgiveness. As long as you already stopped, as long as you are not doing such haram things again, that's all what you need. You got married and you feel guilty because you have done such things, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, even before you got to know your wife. Mm. And you stopped this like long time ago. What are you looking for? Move forward mm -hmm. and keep this covered as it was covered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you shouldn't expose yourself. And we are talking about like pre, you know, <laughs> engagement. Come yeah. on, Allahu Akbar. That, that would be, I'm sure they, they might hit you. They might punish you, you know, and kick you out of the house if you ask such questions with the first visit yeah. or with the second visit. No, no, no. There, there's no right would be given to any of them to ask such questions because we approach each other with good expectations. Yeah. If something, you know, appears with time, with the relationship, we might deal with it case by case. Yeah. yeah. And that answered a lot of the following questions, which is about people's past. So that all falls underneath the same category. Yes, exactly. With one exception. Now, what if it was something that was public? Yes, that's a different story. If something was public, okay, you have the right now to ask if it was public. But for you, you didn't have to dig deep and keep questioning them left and right. Uh, have you ever like been dating? Have you ever been like involved in stuff and stuff? Uh, oh I mean, we all of us, we have yeah. our own mistakes, right? Well no one is perfect. That does not mean that you have no right to ask if there's something was performed publicly. Mm. If somebody was involved in haram in public, you could ask them. Okay, just like to know they stopped that haram. Are they, they not involved you know, anymore? Exactly, they are not are involved. They, they repented the... to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu already gave us you know, a gift. Wallahi, it is a gift of, of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa The one who repents out of their sins they are look like the one who has never committed a sin. What do you want more than that? Just, just like be open-minded with Allah, with the route of the Prophet ﷺ, dealing with people. You know, we have good expectations of people as long as, you know, we see them in this way. At the end of the day, we deal with people according to what we see from them and what they look look they look like yeah. their appearance and their inside their own secrets between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's not your business Allah as knows. long as they do not act yeah. more on the haram that they have you know been involved with mm. you know again subhanallah as long as they stopped who are you to like questioning them or to put them accountable they stopped it and they repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's it, khalas, move on, move forward. As they have passed, you might have passed as well. 100%. There might be an evidence against them, and there's no evidence against you. Would feel that I'm better than her because 
you know, no one could, you know, basically catch me or something like that. Or she got caught. She got caught, but you did not. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covered you. So cover her the same way that Allah covered you. Allahu Akbar. Right? Yeah. So we need to make sure that we are dealing with our community with this kind of feelings, with this kind of, you know, mercy. Wallahi, mm. we need to be merciful towards each other. I'm not saying that everybody is like this, but I mean, there are some cases we have to understand it in a very respectful way. And our Islam is really flexible, yeah, yeah. you know, with these things. All what we do is to bring people and take their hands closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let me just, you know, conclude this answer with a statement of Imam al-Ghazali. They used to ask him, what is the ruling of this person who does not pray? You know, the one who does not pray, according yeah. to some scholars, according to some schools, is kafir. So and he would do? be in the hellfire. So they approached him. What is the ruling of the person who does not pray? Did you know why he answered them? To take his hand to the masjid. Right? Yeah. Our job is to change people, to be better, to be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to act in goodness, not to push them away. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, taught us that don't be a helper to the shaytan against your brother, against yeah, your sister. Allah, you should help them against their battle, against yeah. the shaytan, against the shaytan in their battle, and allow them to fight with power, with being supported. Be the support of those people who are planning to be better people. Wallahu alam. Wallahi, the moment that you do, Allah brings you know pleasure in your heart. And Allah supports you as well. In your battles and we all have our own battles our own fights in this life and we need support let us support those people who are looking to be better people you know subhanallah i was having a conversation with our former youth chairman and he mentioned um he's like all marriages is just two imperfect people coming together seeking perfection exactly that, that's really exactly. all it is that's true but but sheikh you know on a more emotional side now right now how can an individual for the guy or for the girl handle rejection what if there was that one-sided love, but the other person said no, right? Um, or handling multiple rejections. Or maybe there's mutual love, but then you can get rejected from the parents. Mm. If you want to elaborate more I about see, that. Shit. I see. To be honest, no matter as long as you are not rejected by Allah. Allah. Trust me. Shaykh, well, you got away with words. Trust Allah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, again, we are approaching getting married, fulfilling our half-religion, which is we are worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you get rejected from the servants, you have no problem as long as you are not rejected by the Lord Allah, of the servants. Allah, Allah. And again, if you have this sincerity and this kind of, you know, uh, seriousness, knocking on the doors to approach halal, to protect your chastity and to protect your religion, Wallahi Allah will help you. Allah will help you. The Prophet ﷺ promised. Three categories of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to help them. Among them, the person who is planning to get married to protect his chastity or her chastity as well. It works on both sides, mm. right? As long as you are planning for this, no problem. Here I am. Just a smile. Move forward. If it's not the first door, it will be the second door. If it's not the second, the third. Keep asking. Keep knocking at the door until you find your own door. Mm. Maybe she wasn't the one that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to get married to. And trust me, from my experience, all those who got rejected with the first, with the second, with the third, <laughs> and with the fourth, subhanAllah, the moment that they got married, they would tell you, Sheikh, she was the one. <laughs> she was the one. Exactly. You know, that's the whole point. You do your best, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not leave you alone, no matter what. You do your best until you get the rest. Allah, Sheikh, mashallah. Smooth talking yeah. class 101. <laughs> That's just like, you know, came out of nowhere. Anyway, subhanAllah, rejection is there, definitely. And, you know, who are you to think that it's guaranteed deal? It does not work Ooh. like this. Yeah, you're right? right. Nobody's guaranteed you anything. You're not guaranteed Nothing. the next moment, Sheikh. Nothing. You cannot guarantee yourself, yeah. your own self. Maybe you are interested in her now. But the moment that you see her, maybe you change your mind. Maybe you reject her. Ooh. Maybe she does not reject you. You reject her because you find something, you know, in her. You don't like her. You don't feel comfortable. You don't feel chemistry mm. is there between you and her. No, well, there could be. Why not? But I know the worst scenario is when the rejection comes from the parents, from yeah. the guardians. You know, uh, we don't think that there is nasib. Always they put it on the nasib, you know. <laughs> the nasib is the problem. The nasib is not the problem, you know. The nasib is there is no nasib, and we don't know what is the nasib. Especially, you know, 
and 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 I wanted to say this, you know, word for my uh, dear brothers and sisters, the guardians themselves. When you tell somebody there is no nasib, you never know. Tell them and be honest with them. I know people sometimes they want it to be gentle. They want to be flawed without be rejecting. Yeah, yeah, there is no nasib. No, we don't know where is the nasib because a lot of people. I know people who are really closer to me, even you know family, you know members. They got rejected, subhanAllah. After one year, two years, they approached again and they knocked on the door and they got married. SubhanAllah. So there was nasib, but there was no timing for them. <laughs> it wasn't their time. It wasn't their time. So it was the right person, but in the wrong time. SubhanAllah, until the right time comes with the right person, SubhanAllah, everything works perfectly. Let us move forward. So you never know. I mean, you know, when the rejection comes from the parents, first of all, we have to respect. Let us talk about his side. You cannot force them. Why they reject me? They have no right. No, they have the right. <laughs> they are the guardians, right? They have the right. Yeah, that's true. Don't approach Sheikh and tell him, Sheikh, please, I need you to speak to this person because they rejected me, you know, getting married to his daughter. Are you serious? I will never, you know, help you out with this. First of all, he is the guardian and he has the right to say no. Hmm. He's right, he's wrong. That's his problem with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's his problem with his own daughter. She should advocate on your behalf if she loves you, if she sees you the best, you know, ever. And if you are the right person and the dad has no right or no invalid reason, I would say he has the right, but he doesn't have invalid reasons. We could work on this somehow, but without forcing him that he doesn't have the right to tell me no. He has the right to tell you no, but his is there, may not be there. Is there no. any like valid reasons? Work on them. Okay, you are not working, seriously. Go ahead and have a job and then come back. Uh, you are not educated, go seek knowledge and get back. Um, you, don't, you, you don't live right here or you are planning to travel, change your mind then, change your plans. If you are really interested in this lady, sacrifice, akhi. love is sacrifice. Mm. If you truly love her, sacrifice for her. Sacrifice for the sake of this relationship. But don't tell me that rejected me with no reason. There is a reason, but sometimes they don't want it to break your heart to tell you that this reason is such and such. If you might approach an Imam or Sheikh or a relative person or maybe a friend of that dad or somebody from their family to find what is the reason, you know, if there's a valid reason that you could work on, go and, you know, do your homework. Yeah. Otherwise, okay, at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want you to marry this lady. Just take it as it is. Take this as your destiny and move forward. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens another door for you with this lady, try to knock it then and come from different way. You know, curve, I mean, you know, behind <laughs> the door from the, <laughs> from the backyard. No, don't go from the backyard. You know? <laughs> Allah says, what to you know, you have to <laughs> come always from the front door. I mean, backyard could be like, you know, uh, trying to approach in haram way. No, no never, no. never that would be acceptable. Actually, Shay, I, I do want to backtrack a little bit then. You know, you mentioned going back again. You know, sometimes some Shabab say, you know, she rejected me the first time. I'm not going back. So it becomes like an ego battle. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend, say, so we went over the parents, but for the girl, say the girl says no. Do you encourage the Shabab, if they're really passionate, to go back again? Or should they respect that, respect themselves, and move on? Actually, it depends about the situation. It's we, really case we by case. Case yeah, by yeah, case, yeah. yes. But I mean, yeah, if they have that ego, I'm not going to come back. Okay, who cares? <laughs> go ahead and get married to somebody else. I mean, it's your call at the end of the day. And there is no forcing right here. And uh, as we say, nobody is hitting you to, to marry her, you know. Yeah, yeah. Go and find your, your, your soul. You know, at the end of the day, find your soul, find yourself with somebody else. You don't have to keep begging her to marry you. If she says no, <laughs> she said no. Accept it, move on. You cannot force the dad to say yes for you. And at the same time, you cannot force the daughter or the <laughs> potential wife to say yes to you. If she said already no, you cannot force her to say yes. <laughs> I mean, accept just it, accept it on. and move on. Yeah. You know, I mean... Uh, instead of like get uh, uh, like depressed and distressed sad, with this attached. and sad, wake up, man oh, up, and yeah. move forward, <laughs> move forward, and look for another doors. Or maybe you delay this until you find somebody else. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be now. It doesn't have to be on the spot. I mean, at the end of the day, you have a lot of options, but she had already one option and she rejected. Right? That's true. You have a lot of options. Try to find yourself with some of these options. And she had only one option. You knocked on her door 
and she rejected you. I mean, so, unless there's like, you know, you know, people coming afterwards. But maybe, maybe yeah. I mean, but in the moment, exactly yeah. in the moment, I mean, you have the initiative. You have more potential to move forward better than the uh, wife, better than the potential, you know, wife. Because at the end of the day, she receives more. She does not act and take an initiative proposing to somebody you know, like It's more you. common for the guy to propose. Exactly. Okay, uh, yeah. We already mentioned it is not haram, but I mean it is not common. Yeah. So for you, you have a lot of options while she doesn't have the options that you She's have. She's still waiting. Exactly. She's waiting to receive people, you know, knocking on her door and, you know, proposing to her while you propose yourself. Mm. So if it does not work like here, find somebody else, you know, knock different doors and make sure that you keep knocking on the door of Allah. You keep knocking on the door of Qiyamul Layl. If you are really interested in getting married, Qiyamul Layl. Make dua of Musa alayhi salam, the magical dua. It is. You know, Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayran faqir. That would be the best for you. Oh Lord, with everything that you send down to me, I'm still faqir. I'm still in need. So imagine yourself sitting during the night, everybody is sleeping and you are awake. You are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh Allah, send me my half soul send me the fulfill <laughs> of my religion send me my wife send me my uh, you know future mother of my kids and you are talking to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know if qiyamul layl does not you know worth uh, for such things what is then would be like uh, worthy of your qiyamul layl qiyamul layl should be for your akhirah and at the same time for your dunya and the moment that you approach somebody in getting married you are building your akhirah and your dunya 100%. as well yeah I did want to ask one more question, actually, Sheikh, an important question that ties back to the discussion of approaching families. Now, what if the case of reverts, right? Um, what if they converted to Islam, but their parents aren't Muslim? Mm -hmm. um, what about somebody not having family? How can they go and approach people? I, I know for the guy, it's not as critical for the guardianship, but what about the girl? Maybe her guardian is not Muslim. I see. How can they go about this? Okay, let us cover him first, you know, okay. about the guy himself. If he comes and approach somebody, he might go to the masjid, have imam with him or well-known people from the community and knocking at the door of that lady and, you know, propose to her. That works. And it is better from our community to appreciate those people and understand that they have no Muslim family to come with them and to propose. And alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, you know, out of many, uh, like, uh, I would say, uh, cases in our uh, Muslim community, People understand this yeah, and people appreciate it. Alhamdulillah. And Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, they are successful in their happy, healthy homes. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And about her, which is more challenging, uh, she needs, you know, a guardian, first of all. But if the guardian is non-Muslim, we could waive, you know, this uh, kind of uh, conditions. She could come by herself. But before she comes for kitab or for contract, you know, how to approach her? You know, if somebody is interested in irrevert yeah. uh, girl, how could they approach her? Maybe by their uh, by her friends, like Muslim friends, ladies, by uh, Muslim families, neighbors, they could go and you know approach her and tell her so and so is interested in you or something like that. And to be honest, we're gonna treat you like our daughter. He's a really good person. He's really religious with good character. Or she might read, uh, she might reach out to the masjid and ask mm. about that person. You know, seeking help from imams, from the uh, Muslim leaders. And they definitely will support her and will help her out until they decide, until they, you know, uh, settle the, the deal. Whenever they come for contract, whenever they come for nikah, there is like multiple, I would say, uh, options. Number one, she does not need a guardian. She might be the guardian of herself, mm. which is she marry herself, you know, uh, she marries herself off to that person, you know, telling him, I marry myself to you mm. and the law of Allah, uh, etc. Or she might ask the sheikh, ask the imam to be her guardian. Or she might ask somebody from well-known community leaders to be her guardian. Mm. Could be, you know, the person who uh, approached her uh, to Islam. Could be her neighbor, whatever. I mean, mostly revert are involved with Muslim families, you know, in the communities. So she might, she might bring, and that would be fine as well. Especially we are talking about well-known leaders, well-known people, which is we know them, religious and they are responsible, they are reliable, and they will never deceive this lady or treat her badly with their guardianship that she gives them, you know, the uh, authority to, to act upon. Wallahu alam. So she could, you know, uh, do that easily. But Very definitely, yeah. you know, we need to make sure that we help them out, we support them. We are their families. The community is the family of those people. And we need to make sure that we fulfill 
our uh, responsibility towards them and to make sure that we take their hands as well closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they reverted to Islam and we wanted to make sure that they live Islam with mm. us they shouldn't feel that we are away of the Muslim community or no one is welcoming us no we should you know welcome them with open arms and try to involve them in our community and there is nothing like getting married to them or from them you know to involve them within our community Wallahu alam. and just let me say something it is really it is really important to understand that especially with the girls if a lady you know comes tonight and uh, declares her islam that does not mean that she is looking for a husband on the spot sheikh i want to marry her to protect her Akhi, allah protects her <laughs> you don't have to uh, tell us that i'm superman i'm gonna be protecting this lady i mean it is really hurtful that whenever they you know convert to islam you receive a lot of people sheikh i want to marry her i want to marry her i want to marry her you don't have to be like this you don't have to be pushy give them their time to understand islam and approach them in very gentle way and make sure that you are responsible and reliable enough because if you fail them you don't want them to feel that islam fails them mm. no a muslim wow. fails them it is That's really tough. like severe responsibility and really deep responsibility you need yeah. to make sure that you are able to fulfill it otherwise don't approach them go marry from your culture go marry from your people you know at the end of the day if you fail them they know you i mean you know them but if you fail somebody who is really fresh in islam we don't want them to take this against islam islam is innocent you know but we are not islam is perfect but we are not it's we need true. to make sure that we are fearing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these relationships and not trying to take advantage of yeah. those people who are you know uh, like revering back to islam or converting back to Islam Jazakumullah khairan Shaykh thank you so much for your you time once welcome. again <laughs> and thank you for your clarity and your honesty and the answers and thank you for taking on the hot questions we have a come lot every more day. <laughs> every day Shaykh every day no. <laughs> you already come every day <laughs> I used to I come, I'm married I'm done uh, Alhamdulillah uh, you're right you're right yes, yes. I'm trying you know no. to deal with it you know a little bit that's why I miss you a lot no. I'm still here Shaykh nine to five <laughs> I know I know you are here I'm just yeah, no. no honestly thank you Shaykh and inshallah ta'ala again for people who want to ask questions or have questions to make sure that they check out the link below sure. or any social media posts that we have um, and before we end of course Shaykh we'd always love to hear you uh, recite and share with us a few verses in relation to our, our discussion today I'm gonna be ending actually with an ayah from Surah Al-Furqan at the end of Surah Al-Furqan talking about you know uh, kids and families to be coolness of our eyes which is mm. so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us you know happy and uh, you know uh, joyful with their achievements in this dunya and in the hereafter it's kind of dua you know mm. and it's better for all of us to make this dua even before we get married and after we get married you know before during and after you know <laughs> critical we, memorize yeah, it. exactly a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem والذين يقولون ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما أولئك يجزون الغرفة بما صبروا ويلقوا قون فيها تحية وسلاما خالدين فيها حسنت مستقرا ومقاما صدق الله العظيم